Hi, my name is Penny Joel. I'm the Director of Experiential Jewish Education at the Pardee Center for Jewish Educators, and today I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Parshat Bahar. Parshat Bahar starts and spends most of its time talking about the year of Shemitah, the sabbatical year, where the land rests and the people who are farmers don't work the land. Um, And that is the bulk of Parshat Bahar. But within those laws of how to rest on the seventh year and what you can and can't do, it's a discussion about different details about how we're supposed to treat people in business, relate to the stranger, and help the needy. Within that conversation, there appears the following verse. If your kinsman, being in straits, being in trouble, comes under your authority, you see, and you hold him as though a resident alien, as though he's a stranger, then he should live by your side. So Rashi asks the question of what does this mean, you shall uphold him. What are we supposed to do? What are the laws that relate to this? And Rashi says that if it's telling us that if we see someone start to fail, that we shouldn't wait until they have totally failed to offer help. And he gives the example of a donkey. You see a donkey with a very heavy load um, on its back. So you could just let the donkey keep kind of stumbling forward until the donkey falls over. But if the donkey falls over with its extra load, you yourself are not going to be able to help the donkey. You're going to need lots of help to pick the donkey up because it's an extra large load, donkey not easy to pick up, etc. But if you see this donkey struggling in the very beginning of its walk and you decide to stand next to the donkey and walk with it and help it with its load by giving it some support, you aren't going to need the five other people and the donkey is not going to fall over. Um, And essentially, this is the idea that we're looking at. So that's great in terms of a donkey, but what does this mean practically? And what is the overarching lesson that we're supposed to be learning from this? That I need to uphold somebody. Um, We know that there's an idea of tzedakah, of helping people when they are poor and in need, but this seems to be a little deeper than that. Um, And this is really the question that we're we're going to be dealing with. What, What is it that this is trying to teach us? What lesson, what value are we walking away with? Um, One way of looking at this or one way of of, um, experiencing this um, at your Shabbat table might be to first have your children, if they don't normally serve the first course of the meal, go help the person who serves the first course of the meal and serve that first course. Once the first course is served and cleared, then you can discuss with with the people at the table, well, how did it feel to help? Um, did you feel good about it? Did you feel necessary? And you can ask the person who they were helping who might not normally get that help, how did that feel having more help? And from there, you can go on to a discussion about this verse in the Parsha, because essentially that's what this is talking about taking that step of offering help before someone actually asks for help or is obviously in need of help. Um, And taking that initiative is essentially what this is teaching us, that we're supposed to look around, pay attention to the people around us, and offer help before it's obvious that they need it. Another activity that you can use to do that is to put a box or a bag on the floor, spread out a lot of objects, and not lightweight objects, heavy objects, medium weight objects. So that would be difficult for one child to collect all of those objects quickly and carry the bag or the box from one side of the room to the other. 
once all of that is spread out, then you can ask one of the children to gather all of the objects in this bag or box in a short amount of time, like a minute or under. Now, there are two variations you could do to the next part. Either, after 30 seconds or so, ask another child to help put the objects in the bag or the box. Or, once time is up, ask the child how it felt to have to do that by themselves. Um, If you pick option A, asking another child to help halfway through the activity, um, then you have a discussion about how did it feel for those first 30 seconds when you didn't have help, and then once someone came to help, how did that feel? And then you ask the child who came to help, how did it feel to help? You can also ask all the people who are watching this happen how it felt to watch. Um, The same is true for if you just ask the child to do it themselves and have them try to do this activity in a minute. If they do it in a minute, great, and you can ask them what it was like to be watched by everybody and know that you're alone in this activity. Um, Was there a time when they thought they they would have asked for help if they thought they could. Um, And again, ask the people who are watching, what did it feel like to watch someone scramble to try to do something um, that looked particularly hard and what they thought they wanted to do? Or if they were that person, how it would feel? Um, These are great jumping off points for them to understand that we're not waiting. The whole point of this law in Bihar is not that we're waiting for someone to struggle so much that it's so obvious that they're struggling that then we offer help. Well, that is good if you haven't noticed up until then. But really, we want to avoid that scenario. Avoid the scenario where someone feels so alone, so helpless, that they either have to ask for help or they just fall apart. We're trying to avoid that, to give people dignity, to have a caring community where you're thoughtful and you're looking around and you're saying, okay, how can I be helpful? So after you do these activities, there are other discussions that you can have, like when is the time you could have used help and no one helped? When is the time that you helped someone before they asked for it, before they, it was obvious they needed help? Is there something we can do in our daily lives or weekly lives as a family or a class um, that can address this very thing? Maybe as a family, you should decide that uh, you are going to pick a place in your community, um, a park, and clean the park before it gets terrible. Or maybe you're going to volunteer uh, in a hospital And visit sick people before you actually know a sick person in the hospital who needs you to visit them. Um, Thinking of different ideas, going back to the first activity of clearing and of serving and clearing the table, maybe if you don't already do that, this is a good time to look at your family and say, okay, well, what are other ways we can be helpful in the house before someone asks for help? Um, And this ultimately is to create a community of caring and thoughtfulness. And when we're learning about the laws of Shemitah and letting the land rest and being thoughtful about the land, it's important to also remember that we're trying to create a holistic, thoughtful community where everyone cares about each other and about the land. Um, So enjoy. Shabbat Shalom. For more great content, go to elmad.pardes.org. See you next time.